0: This is Bren, covering the Pac-12. I'm Mark, I'm covering the Big Ten. And together we make the Ending Given Saturday CFB podcast, giving you live, up-to-date information, week recaps, and week previews for the weeks to come.
1: And welcome back. It has been so long since we got back, but we are back. And the greatest thing about us coming back, and why I was so excited to do it, is I finally get to cover a Husker win. Why? <laughs> Dude, how long has that been going off? It just started. Dude, my watch does it all the time. Like if I'm on a phone call and I'm wearing my watch, it'll say that I'm getting a call like three minutes after I'm talking to my wife. It's weird to say. Anyway, welcome back to the Any Given Saturday CFB Podcast. I'm Mark with my best friend, Brennan. And today Howdy. and today we're going to cover a multitude of things. A multitude of things have happened since we've been able to be on the show. But I think the biggest thing that we need to cover is one combined our two teams the huskers and usc are three and one since we've recorded so that's good um
0: no i thought the I, huskers had two losses
1: uh yeah but no we covered one right after uh we had an episode no. right after nebraska lost yeah yeah we did no we didn't yes but we did the
0: last episode we had was the predictions of week one
1: was it's it no that,
0: yeah it's been that long no that's it's been that long i promise you
1: oh okay my bad man that's okay so the, the definite lull in episodes is definitely on me uh work has just been kicking my ass lately, so uh I'm gonna be better about it. try and get on here at least every Saturday or Sunday night and get an episode up for the remainder of the season or what could possibly be left of it. We're gonna cover that um we're gonna cover the you know the the two weeks of the pac twelve season that has happened uh the games that haven't happened, and then of course uh the muddled big ten the big surprises in the big ten and then uh We'll probably ramble on about some other things. Uh, Biggest things before we get
0: into that, let's uh, let's go ahead and plug in our uh, our uh, social media. Yep. So you can find us on Facebook at any given Saturday CFB uh, Twitter at any CFB. Uh, I've been kind of slacking on that. But if you give us a follow, we'll follow you back. Uh, You can follow that for uh, up to date uh, updates on our podcast and everything. And you can find us on Instagram at any given Saturday CFB, and we are on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and Amazon, and Amazon Podcasts yep. uh, to look for us out there.
1: We made it to the big <laughs> leagues, man. We, we made have, it to the yeah, big let's, leagues.
0: Let's go ahead and, and dive into the um, kind of the recap of what we've seen with the Big Ten. Uh, the biggest surprise is indiana
1: i was about to say man uh, if you say i i have okay i think it's a toss-up so like indiana is definitely surprised i mean you know this, the, the rankings came out the rank number nine in the nation after their big win against michigan state um on saturday but i don't know it's a toss-up for me so there's two surprises on the plus side which is indiana and northwestern both of them undefeated both of them four and but also on the minus side Nebraska is not a surprise. They're going to be a dumpster fire. They're going to be like a two or three win team. But Penn State zero and four, and Michigan one and three. I think those are. Uh,
0: I, it, think, it's, I, it's I, a I think I was. I think I was. I mean, Penn State zero and four. I don't think anyone could ever predict that. But Absolutely I think you not. could see Michigan being uh, under five hundred or around five hundred. Um, I but. see,
1: and this is this is why I say it's not. It's because. You look at their schedule going you know, going into the season, they played Minnesota out of the gate. That was kind of a toss up because going into the season before dude, stop eating your Oreo like that. Like I can see you. Like the viewers can't or the listeners can't see you, but I can. Anyway, you had Minnesota, it was kind of a toss up. You didn't know if Minnesota was gonna be good or if Minnesota was not gonna be good. Turns out Minnesota is not good but they went out of the gate and then you had Michigan, Indiana and Wisconsin. Looking at that schedule, I I would have predicted Michigan at 3 and 1 or 4 and 0 depending on how good or how bad Wisconsin was on offense because you know they, were, they had a new quarterback, they had a new you know they had a bunch of they had a couple offensive linemen going to the draft. So you didn't know what you were going to get from Wisconsin. Little did you know yeah, you get a lights out quarterback. Yeah. Little did you know you get a lights out quarterback. But yeah, dude, I don't know why you're like scooting away from the mic. Like these dudes totally heard you getting into those Oreos. Anyway, um, so I that's why I say Michigan is a surprise at one and three. Um, and then it, a lot of people are talking about Indiana. Indiana is four and zero. You know they're blowing people out. They're they're putting up shutouts just like they did on Saturday against Michigan State. But this upcoming Saturday, I think is going to be a real tell of. Hey, did they just hit a good little streak, or are they actually good because they play Ohio State? And it's a top-10 matchup. It's going to be the big noon Saturday game on Fox. So I think we're going to see what Indiana is made of. Um, Wisconsin found a quarterback in Graham Mertz. Um, before their COVID shutdown for the last two weeks, the guy only threw one incomplete pass. So he's something to watch out for. They blew out Michigan 49-11. to 11 northwestern is on top of the west division um illinois one and three that's a little bit of a surprise for me just because i thought they'd be a little bit better than that um they beat Rutgers 23 to 20 and then ohio state had a game canceled on them and uh maryland had the, a covet outbreak
0: let's kind of do a, a recap of uh of, of what went on um last week you kind of got into it um but let's uh, let's start off with um, Iowa and Minnesota. Kind of do like a uh, let's kind of do a recap of of the teams and kind of like what how they've been looking so far.
1: Iowa looks decent, so they beat they blew out a Minnesota team who has kind of struggled. On defense. They haven't struggled on offense. All the top performers in that game are all from Minnesota. Tanner Morgan had the most passing yards. Muhammad Ibrahim had the most rushing yards, had 144 on the ground. And Rashad Bateman from Minnesota had 111 yards and a touchdown. So Minnesota's putting up yards on offense. They're just, you know, I was, they're, they're not capitalizing in the red zone from what I saw. And they're giving up points on defense. You know, they're, they're not an opportunistic defense like they were last year when they were. You know, ten and two or eleven and one. I can't remember what their record was last year, but or were they twelve and zero? No, nah, they were. They
0: they lost to. Um, they'd have lost to someone big in the Big Ten, but
1: yeah, but I think they
0: lost to Michigan last year actually.
1: So Minnesota is. Um, I don't know. I don't know where to put Minnesota. I, I think. I think a lot of this has to do is we didn't have the tune-up games. You're literally just putting these Big Ten teams against each other, but who knows who knows what we're going to find in Minnesota Iowa looks like Iowa they're two and two um definitely didn't have a, they didn't have the best starts of the season but it looks like they found their groove they lost to Purdue and Northwestern and they get they get rolling two blowouts in uh, the last two weeks against Michigan State and Minnesota so I think Iowa's going to be right there in the thick of it um uh, there at the end of the season in the West if Northwestern falters here and there. So that's kind of what I saw from that matchup.
0: All right. So 35, seven, uh, going Iowa's way. Uh, next game we got on here is Indiana, Michigan state, Indiana with a blood of 24, zero, um, not putting up a ton of points, but I mean, there's still, it's a wild card coming out of the big 10 that I don't think anyone could have predicted being this good. Um,
1: I think a lot of it has to do is it, it kind of going back to uh, going back to what I was saying about uh, Minnesota is they have an offense. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. They found a quarterback. Um, he he threw for three hundred twenty yards for two scores. Stevie Scott the third put the ball on the ground for eighty four yards and a touchdown. And oh man, Ty Fry Fogle. I can't even pronounce this dude's name, but he had 11 catches for 200 yards and two scores. So, Indiana's got an offense, but, you know, I'll kind of touch on this when we when we cover uh, the Huskers, but Indiana seems like a team that comes out fast and then falters out in the second half. So, it'll be interesting to see if they make those adjustments in the locker room against Ohio State. You know, if they keep it close in the first half against Ohio State – and they can finally make those adjustments, maybe they can make a run at the at the Buckeyes. But I don't know. I, I think the Buckeyes are still the class of the Big Ten. Indiana, feel-good story for sure, but I don't think they'll play in the championship game or even the Rose Bowl at that. I think they'll go play at the Holiday Bowl or something. I think it's a I mean, false, false top-ten team.
0: Uh, you never know. But, um, yeah, I wasn't expecting a lot out of Michigan State this year. Um, new head coach kinda of implementing his system. Defensive guy, but just kinda of hard to kinda of have a good start to a season when you're not able to have all the practices that you normally would and mm-hmm. be able to actually install your system. But anyways, let's go on to the next game here. We got number thirteen, Wisconsin coming in and uh whooping up on Michigan forty nine to eleven. Uh like you that, mentioned earlier that the Cubietta, that game. Wisconsin just dirty
1: yeah Graham Mertz is going to if he continues at at the rate that he's going he's definitely going to be in the top Jesus man can you get those any louder (laughs) Graham Mertz he's going to be in the top Um, he's going to be up there with like the Justin Fields of the conference Um, he there's something special about that kid you know he's a freshman he's uh, he's definitely going to be be something special in the big 10. And he does have like kind of like a Trevor Lawrence feel about him. Maybe has like an NFL prospect view to him. And, uh, not only that, I think Wisconsin, uh, Jalen Berger filling the, the big shoes of Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries, 87 yards and a touchdown. Um, but as crazy as it sounds, Wisconsin won 49 to 11. This game wasn't even that close, man. This game was over at kickoff. Um, Michigan came out, and just right out of the gate, Jim Harbaugh looked out-coached, out-matched, out. The depth chart just looked better than than Michigan. It, I'll be surprised Michigan wins three games this year. They they are not good. <laughs> they are not good at all.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I see a lot of people calling for uh, Jim Harbaugh's job now, finally. I,
1: yeah, but... I, I think this is his last year as the head coach at Michigan, unfortunately. And I like the guy. I like Jim Harbaugh, but... I don't think he'll be back in Michigan next year.
0: Yeah, kind of hard to come back when you're uh, not beating anybody. Uh, next game we got here, we got the one-win Northwestern team from last year coming out 4-0 this season uh, and beating Purdue 27-20. to um, Yep.
1: Fun fact, actually. In the fourth quarter, Purdue put, on, put up a touchdown. Um, that is the first touchdown that Northwestern has allowed in the second half this season. In their fourth game, that's the first touchdown they allowed in the second half. They were they were allowing an average of three points in the second half of the first three games. Uh, Jesus, and that defense is something nasty. That that Northwestern team, I don't know, because if you remember, twenty eighteen, they won they won the Big Ten West.
0: Yeah, they did really good, and then they had they just fell off pretty much. Yeah, and uh, only beat UMass the next year so are you a mass football team
1: yeah so north i mean northwestern's looking i'm sorry you cut out man but um northwestern northwestern has a shot i don't know what happened in 2018 when they won the west 2019 they win one game and now here in 2020 they're 4-0 and they're in the driver's seat of of their division so um right now if i had to make a pick it's between Wisconsin and Northwestern to go to the Big 10 championship game for sure um i don't think any other team's going to make a run at them i think Iowa is going to be in the mix Nebraska could possibly be in the mix um I and know you i'll don't, get into you <laughs> i'll get into my reasons why but no that's not um, going to do that
0: okay uh next game we got uh winless Penn State taking on Nebraska giving Nebraska their first win of the season uh thirty to twenty three. Uh Nebraska was up quite a bit and uh it just kind of took a crap on them and uh Penn State started coming back. Um but Nebraska was able to hold on long enough to get their first victory of the season. Uh I think Luke McCaffrey had his first start ever in this uh, game.
1: Yep. So that was the I, I don't I I'm really sorry I had I had to recall you, but I kind of missed your kind of intro into this game. But what I will say, um, Luke McCaffrey did get the start. It was a game-time decision by Frost. Uh, it was between him and Adrian Martinez. And they. what I've been hearing you know, on all the, all the message boards I'm on and on Twitter and on uh, Facebook, it was a very tough call for Coach Frost to make. Due to, he kind of has a loyalty to Adrian Martinez. It was his first recruit that he pulled into the university. But Adrian got hurt last year against Colorado and has never been the same quarterback. If you remember in uh, 2018, they almost beat Ohio State. Adrian Martinez was a dark horse candidate in 2019. Got hurt in the Colorado game. Just was never the same. Luke McCaffrey takes over this team now. And it looked like a completely different football team on Saturday. Um, The only thing is... Finally the D- came
0: out and, and did something to get them the advantage. And then, like I said, it just did not seem like Nebraska did much in the second half. They just kind of.
1: So I think a lot of the issue is, and um, you know, as much as it pains me, as much of a Scott Frost believer I am, the, the guy's good at scripting plays to start a game. You know, he did that against Ohio State. He scripted the first two drives to where at one point you were texting me saying, holy crap, this game's close. I was like, yeah, dude, just wait. And then in the second half you saw what happened. Northwestern, same thing. We came out, we were beating them most of the game. And in the second half, they came out and they beat us. Nebraska, we're up 24 to 6 or 27 to 6 at halftime. And I knew exactly what was going to happen. We were going to go into that game, and it was going to be a second half meltdown by that defense because. We cannot make adjustments in the second half, and I think that's going to be Nebraska's downfall. Now, if we figure that out, we're a dangerous football team, and we showed the nation that against Penn State.
0: Uh, I mean, I guess. Uh, next game, we got Illinois versus Rutgers. Rutgers is my favorite uh, – probably one of my, my favorite underdog teams in the Big Ten. Um, they started off that first game with a dub. And they just kind of have been able to get back to it. This one was close though, twenty-three to twenty in favor of Illinois. Um, but Rutgers QB Noah Verdell, he looks pretty good out there. Uh, Twenty-one and thirty-four, two hundred fifty-six yep. yards and two
1: touchdowns. He um, is definitely one that I'm upset left Nebraska. Noah Verdell is. He was always. Not bad. Yeah, he's he's a good quarterback. He is. He has he has NFL talent. He just he got a bad shake at Nebraska because of the Adrian Martinez signing, but. Um, yeah, he looks good out there. He was twenty one to thirty-four, two hundred and fifty-six yards for two scores. Um Bo Melton, five catches for 150 yards and two scores. But Illinois proving too much there in the end. Um they they overcome Rutgers twenty three to twenty on that game.
0: And then we had uh Ohio State and Maryland get canceled. Um so now we'll just do kind of a quick re- rundown of the uh Pac twelve games that went on this last weekend. That way we're not taking too long on this episode. Uh, so we had a game today, uh, Cal versus UCLA, and UCLA picks up its first one of the season, 34-10 uh, to 10 against Cal. Um, kind of surprising because usually when Chase Garbers uh, is playing and plays a full game, Cal has not lost. So they got absolutely clobbered in that one. Um, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and QB out of UC- UCLA. uh um, 14 and 26, hundred and ninety six yards, three touchdowns, <clears> oh <throat> ah, excuse me, um, yeah, UCLA kind of started off, all, uh, pretty terrible and they started off pretty terrible against Colorado last week too, um, but they came back in the second half and in this one, in the second quarter and showed up on how they are. I don't know if you got to watch this at all.
1: Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit of it, um. But I'm not gonna lie to you, as Cal UCLA, I really had no interest in it. But I mean, I checked it out. Uh, from what I saw, I, I pretty much I watched the second second quarter of that game, and I just saw UCLA dominance. And I was the whole time I'm just sitting there like, there you go, Chip. You know, go there you go, get your boys going. But I mean, we'll see how they do. We'll see how it shakes out the rest of the season. But I mean, I definitely think this is like a building win for them to to win in the an in state yeah, yeah. rivalry like that. Is definitely yeah. big. So moving yeah. on, we had, um, we had Oregon and Washington State. We were actually texting during this game. So, uh, Oregon, oh, yeah, last night. yeah, last night. Oregon, uh, I, I want to say the score says Oregon dominated this game. They but if you not. actually, if you watch this game, Washington State looked good. They uh, Jaden Delora, I think is going to be the next, like Gardner Minshew. Um, Not just because he plays for Washington State, but just because he has an accurate arm, he can move around in the pocket. Um, Definitely dissecting an Oregon defense that was supposed to be one of the top in the country. But Oregon, just with that, you know, I'm I'm a firm believer in this, that if you have a more talented roster, it'll show up in the fourth quarter. And that's exactly what happened. Oregon wins the fourth quarter, 22 to 10. And uh, Oregon ran away at the end.
0: I've actually been pretty uh, impressed with how um, Stanford and Washington State both uh, one against Oregon, and actually, the score is not a good representation on how well these how well these teams have played against Oregon and how bad Oregon actually has been. Uh, yeah. So
1: is that would you attribute that to just Washington T- Washington State and Stanford showing up and playing, or would you attribute that to Oregon as just maybe not as good as people think they are?
0: I uh, definitely Oregon not being as good as people think they are. Uh, Stanford was down to. Their second string QB, because the first string tested positive for COVID. Um, and their field goal or their kicker missed what was it, four field goals. Um and they they still if they would have made those field goals, the game would have been within uh, uh, would have been within reach at least. But um, right. yeah, definitely from an Oregon's from a standpoint of the Pac-12, you, you have Oregon coming in, and you, you know that they're going to be dominant with what with how they've been recruiting the past couple of years. Uh, excuse me. And especially like a Washington State team, that was pretty interesting on how – because Washington State was up for a little bit, and then, um, like you said, that fourth quarter, it just kind of went downhill. But that's a team that has all-new coaches everywhere, and – is trying to implement a new system on everything and it is doing pretty well I would say. Um if you're a Washington State fan, you got to be happy with with how they've been playing. Uh can things be better? Yeah, but when you don't have a full off season, it's kind of hard to make things look better than they are with a team like that. I
1: I think teams like uh like you know like Washington State or um you know teams that know they're not going to compete for the college football playoff um I definitely think that they're looking at kind of treating this as like an extended spring ball season um just you know kind of getting people out there making them feel game time reps stuff like that you know get second third stringers in there when you normally wouldn't if you're competing for a college football playoff um because no matter what happens this season there's gonna be an asterisk next to it, and I think a lot of people are just kind of looking forward to the next season so. Next yeah, game, I, I think. I think, no, go uh, ahead.
0: I think that Washington State, kind of, you know, they're building on an actual on a, on a pretty good foundation right now, and you've got to be kind of like I said, you got to be happy with them. Uh, next game, we got USC take on Arizona. Um, yet again, it comes down to the final minutes of the fourth quarter for USC Jeez. to pull off the win.
1: <laughs> the cardiac um, Trojans, man.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, no offense to to Arizona fans or, or you know anyone in Arizona, but you're Arizona is supposed to be the bottom tier team on the uh, on, in the Pac twelve South. You have pretty much walk ons as your as your backups, and you know you're not. You have a bunch of players that left, and a bunch you know you're, you're going through that kind of stuff. But talent wise, USC is far better than Arizona is, and barely pulled off a win here. Um,
1: Well, Arizona's run game is what dominated that football game. And USC went out there and they did typical USC things. But with, what, a minute 36 to go, USC wasn't ahead in the game. So, again, USC's played ASU and U of A. Does that – what do you attribute it to? Do you attribute it to the, the Devils and the Wildcats coming out and wanting to play the Trojans? Or are the Trojans not as good as people are saying they are? Because right now they're ranked 20th in the country. I think they moved up to like 19 or 18 in the rankings. But do you really think Uh, that they're that good?
0: uh, Talent-wise, I think they are the best team in the Pac-12. But when you have Clay Helton at the realm, um, you see how it looks. They've gotten rid of pretty much every coach underneath Helton. And they still look the same as they always have been. Uh, One thing I will say, though is the defense actually looked a little bit better. Um, but other than that, out of the two games I've watched of them, it's it's the same thing as what we've seen the past three or four years, uh, and nothing's really changed. It shows that it's not the assistants that are – I mean, yeah, you know, assistant coaches are at fault here and there, but it shows that if you don't change the head of the head coach – that the culture is always going to be there and, and really won't have any change. Um, shout-out to Arizona. They came, Grant Gunnell came out there and played a hell of a game. Uh, looked pretty good because last year when he played against USC, he did not look good. Um, and then shout-out to uh, Paul Rhodes, the defensive co- coordinator over at Arizona that took over uh, during the offseason. Uh, with what he had, he actually made them look pretty good um, against USC. and it'd be interesting to see how they look in their next games.
1: um, Yeah. I I mean, I'm not looking forward to the Territorial Cup like I have been in the past few years of ASU of A. I think that uh, it's actually going to be a game this year. So, next one we're going to cover is – this one was actually a really good game. I I was kind of catching clips of it on uh, on Saturday of Colorado and Stanford. Colorado came out on top 35-32, and, you know, just – just talking like on uh, on the Big Ten, you know, we talked about surprises and um, on both spectrums. This is definitely a surprise for me. Colorado at two and zero.
0: Yeah, I I would have pictured them to get maybe one win this season. Uh, brand new coach, um, brand new QB, and they're two and zero. I mean, you you gotta you gotta give credit where credit's due, and Colorado's definitely coming out. And you know, even if they lose the rest of the games they have, they still got two wins more than anyone else expected them to get.
1: Um, well, I mean, they're going to be 2-0 after next week anyway because their game just got canceled. ASU, their their game against ASU got canceled. So they're going to stay at 2-0. But, um, I mean, I, I definitely see it as a surprise that uh, Colorado is up there 2-0. They beat a Stanford team that, like you said, looked good against Oregon. Um, but Colorado controlled the ground. Uh 121 yards on the ground for brosard uh dimitri stanley had 126 yards catching through the air for a touchdown and then they, they survived a late rally by stanford uh to pull out that three-point victory so definitely yeah, I, I, a a big win for colorado
0: yeah i think if if you're a, like like i said about washington state i think if you're a colorado fan you've got to be pretty impressed with uh with starting off 2-0 i mean yeah your team may not look as amazing as it has um because it had a lot of potential coming into the season with, with Mel Tucker, but then, you know, Michigan State came and took them. Uh, so, coming in with a brand-new coach, uh, you've got to be happy starting off 2-0 because it's better start than starting off 0-2 like Stanford.
1: Yep. That's that's absolutely correct. So, uh, kudos to Colorado. So, the final game that, that happened this weekend for the Pac-12 was Oregon State and Washington. Um, Washington, first time on the field due to COVID. Uh, they won 27-21 over – an Oregon State team that is right about where I thought they'd be: zero two in the in the conference, zero um, and two overall, and kind of going through the same thing that Nebraska's going through. You know, the first half they look good, second half zero adjustments, and they just get shut out in the second half. And Washington puts one in the upper through the uprights in the fourth quarter to pull out that six point victory.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, I think the biggest thing with Oregon State is. I think a lot of people picked them to beat Washington State last week, and uh, it was actually a pretty good game. But Oregon State came out um, on bottom, and Washington State came out with the big three. I think a lot – I mean, yeah, you know, you expect a a team like Oregon State not to be great by any means, but the season they had last year, you could see a lot of promise with what they had coming into this year. Um, So starting off 0-2, like not – it's not the greatest feeling, but –
1: no, it sucks. So, trust me.
0: Yeah, there's there's still five more games to go on in this season, and and if you're a Washington fan, beating an uh an Oregon State only by six points is not the uh, greatest sight that you could have. I mean, you know it is your first game, so you know you're getting out the jitters and everything. But um, if you're going against an Oregon State team, you want to be beating them more than that, especially if you're a Washington team that who's uh been at the top for you know on and off for the past few years.
1: Well, yeah, and I mean. At that point, you know, you're Washington. You, you know, you still have Oregon. You still have Washington State. You still have um, – if you make it that far, you start talking about winning the conference and you got to beat a USC or an ASU or a U of A or a, a UCLA or a Cal in a Pac-12 championship game. So it's – uh only beating Oregon State by six is probably kind of worrisome in the land of the of the Huskies.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, and then uh, I wanted to get get into this. So a quick correction from what I talked, what we talked about on our last episode. So it's a six game schedule for the Pac-12, but the seventh game is the championship week. So one and one will play each other, and then two and two, three and yep. three, four and four, and, and five and five for week, for week seven. So that game won't be slotted until um, we enter week six, but. Uh, Kind of an interesting concept. I mean, I don't know if the Big Ten's going that way or not. But yeah, it's-, it's
1: the exact same. Yeah, we have an eight-game schedule. And then our ninth game is – it's a seeded conference game where you play the opposite. You know, one-on-one one will play in the conference championship yeah. game. Okay. And then two plays two, three place three, all the way down to seven place seven.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really cool concept that I hope they keep um, after this because that's actually – I'm usually – it's alright, you know. There's not any games going on, so you know, whatever. But it's awesome to see like what they can do with with uh, limited schedule um, abilities and everything.
1: Well, what I thought was really cool, um, and something I thought I'd never say is I got to give kudos to the Pac-12 for this. Um, UCLA and Utah, or yeah, was it? Yeah, is UCLA and Utah canceled their game this week? And mm-hmm. they, they announced. The cancellation of the game, and not four hours later, they announced that UCLA will play Cal. They'll make up their game, and it was a quick turnaround by the athletic directors and the coaches, and obviously the players. And I got to give kudos to the Pac-12 for that. That was a very quick reaction of, "Hey, we got our games canceled because of the other teams that we were supposed to play. Let's play each other. Let's get in the Rose Bowl. Let's play this game." And uh, yeah, definitely a a kudos out Why to do the Pac-12. Keep I don't know. It keeps dropping the call, man. Hold on. I'll just FaceTime you. It's not dropping the FaceTime. It was just being, like, really weird lately. But, um... Yeah, well, it keeps hanging up. And I can't hear you if you're not on the phone with me. And if I can't hear you, then what kind of radio show do we have? You know what I mean? But anyway, kudos out to the Pac-12 for that. Um... Kind of a little journey down our technical difficulties there with us. So, um... I just hope yeah, that – and then after the Pac-12 made that decision to put UCLA and uh, Cal in the Rose Bowl and play their game, Big Ten came out and said if if that happens in the Big Ten that they'd be all for it, that, say, uh, Nebraska's game gets canceled and Illinois' game gets canceled. That they'll just play each other, even if they've already played each other. That way they can just get games in and they can play, and the kids that want to play football can play football. So um, definitely some good news coming out of uh, the conferences there that we're going to try everything we can to get this season in.
0: So we want to go into our next week's predictions then?
1: Sure. That's uh we could uh we could get into that. We'll get down to our our predictions. You go ahead and rattle them off, I'll record them.
0: All right. Which which one do you want to start with? Big 10 and Pac-12.
1: Start with Pac-12, man. We always start with Big 10.
0: All right. Get some love out here. So first game up we got on this list is uh UCLA versus Oregon at Oregon. Um I'm going Oregon this time.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Oregon on that. And uh I I just I, I like what I saw from UCLA on Saturday, but I think Oregon is just way too high powered. Yeah, can we
0: side note here. That Washington State Oregon game. What was his name? Hoover? He had three turnovers alone that he got uh, for the Washington State defense in that first half. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Um, next game up, we got Cal versus Oregon State. I'm going with Oregon State on this. I think they're going to get their first win here.
1: Uh, uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cal, man. I. I cal got stomped by ucla but i just i i think they're a more powerful team than uh than oregon state okay
0: okay Um uh, next game we got arizona at washington um i'm gonna go kind of the wild card here i'm going arizona
1: same here i i liked what i saw from arizona on saturday I think that they have a good quarterback. They got a, you know, you gave a shout out to their defensive coordinator coming up against that high powered USC offense. I think Arizona takes it to them. Yeah, I,
0: I'm going with Arizona on that. I'm sure I'm going to eat my own words on that. Um, <laughs> and then if uh, this game doesn't get canceled, we got USC at Utah. Side note here: the home team has won every time. Uh, I think the last time USC won at or, at utah was 2012 but pretty much whoever the home team is 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 more likely gonna win so i'm going um ah man it's gonna be hard i'm gonna go usc but uh it's a pretty hard utah right behind it
1: i'm taking utah in that game hopefully it doesn't get canceled hopefully utah can get a game in uh, but I'm I'm going to take Utah on that one at home.
0: Yeah, I just think there's too many um, unpredictable things with Utah, not knowing too – unser- too many uncertainties, there we go, with yep. Utah. Uh, they haven't even got to play a game yet, uh, and they've been just crippled by the COVID cases the last couple of weeks. So I, I think USC has a stronger chance to finally go into uh, – Salt Lake City and, and pull off a W. Uh, but next game we got Washington State versus Stanford. Um, I'm gonna go Washington State.
1: Uh, same here. I'm gonna. I, I think that. Uh, like I said, I, I said it. I said it at the beginning of the show. I I like that quarterback Daylora, Hawaii kid. I, I I like what I saw from him. I think Washington State is a high powered offense, and they're gonna show it um come saturday
0: yeah um and then arizona state versus colorado canceled so yep as long as there's no other cancellations that's pretty much the pac 12 picks of the week uh next up we got the big 10 uh first game i got here is purdue versus minnesota uh i'm gonna go purdue
1: same i, I that that boat is not being rowed this year it is no,
0: definitely not
1: it is not i mean their their top wide receiver i can't remember his name but he opted out of the season due to covid um no,
0: he came back It's was Rashad bateman
1: no 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 I there was it. there was another wide receiver that opted out of the season um well bateman so. was
0: their top guy and he opted out and then came back in once um the big 10 announced that they were having a season
1: okay i just Minnesota just hasn't got their their boat going this year um and where where actually where's the game at
0: uh it's at Minnesota
1: do they have a time for it yet
0: uh 6:30 central time so
1: yep i'm going to go ahead and flip my pick i'm going to take minnesota Uh oh. the the reason is is because i as much as i want to say minnesota is not that good i i, I they are and I think I think Minnesota gets it on track this year against Purdue. All
0: right, all right. Uh, next up, we got Michigan State versus Maryland. Um, I'm gonna go Maryland for this game. Yep. I'm not. I'm not digging Michigan State right now. Um, I don't think they look that great. Um, no, they look I, terrible. Yeah, so I'm gonna go Maryland. Um, then after that, we got a. Big game coming out of the uh, Big Ten here with Indiana versus Ohio State. Um, And I'm going to go Ohio State.
1: Same. As much as I want to get on the Indiana hype train, they're they're good. They're just not to that level of Ohio State yet.
0: Yeah, I I think Ohio State has too many weapons and just too much power to try to contain. Um, But – Next up, we got Illinois coming into Lincoln to take on Nebraska.
1: I, you already know who I'm taking.
0: You know, I'll go to Nebraska for this one, too.
1: Nice. Get on the hype train. I like it. Nebraska, 2020 Big Ten champs. I like it. All right.
0: Next up to that. Oh, wow. We don't have any cancellations yet on this. Uh, We have Wisconsin versus Northwestern. This should be an awesome game to watch. Uh, It's hard to pick a team, but I'm going to go with Northwestern.
1: Wow. So am I. I I thought for sure you're going to go with – why are you going with uh, Northwestern?
0: Man, because when Northwestern's hot, you've got to ride that train, baby. You've got to ride that train.
1: See, and I'm, I'm going to ride that defense all the way to the Wisconsin hate train, baby. I hate Wisconsin. I hate that they're always good. But I, that defense, that Northwestern defense, I've seen it firsthand. The, he's going to be good. Northwestern is, uh, I definitely think, the class of the Big Ten West this year. That defense is good.
0: Yeah, I, I like I said, when, when Northwestern's hot, you've got to ride it. Especially after watching them have such a terrible season last year. Um, I'm just going to write them out. Uh then we got Iowa versus Penn State at wow. Penn State and uh yeah, I think it's pretty easy to go here. You got to go Iowa.
1: Who would have thought? I'm going Iowa as well. But who would have thought at the beginning of the year when we looked in the, into the 5th week of the Big 10 slate of games. You look at Iowa Penn State and it'd be a dumpster fire of a game. You know, uh, I don't I,
0: think I don't think anyone would have ever picked that. I think at, at worst you probably would have said Penn State's three and one, maybe. Um, definitely not 0 and four though.
1: Yeah, but the fact that, you know, Iowa's two and two and Penn State is 0 and four, uh, that those two teams coming into that game, if you would have told me that they were gonna be a combined two and six going into that game, I would've been like, Man, how bad is Iowa? 'Cause I would have never <laughs> thought I would have never thought Penn State would be 0 and four. I I can't believe it, man. That's that's definitely the uh, like I said. It's a surprise of the, of the college football year for me about how bad Penn State is.
0: Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, then we got Michigan at Rutgers. I got right with Chiano because he's one of my favorite coaches that I've gotten to witness. Um, so I'm going with Rutgers.
1: Not only am I going with Rutgers. I'm also going with the press conference the very next day where they announced Jim Harbaugh is going to be fired from Michigan. That's my other prediction, that Jim Harbaugh does not last through Monday of next week.
0: Uh, A I loss? think he finishes the season. I think he finishes the season I don't. just because of the buyout, and it doesn't hurt just to have him finish the rest of the games. And Do you see –
1: The buyout would worry me except for the fact when Michigan runs onto the field, they slap a banner talking about the alumni club. They have the money. And if they lose to Rutgers on Saturday, that's a big hit to the Michigan ego and they have to do something and firing Jim Harbaugh. I think that's the easy way out. I think Rutgers takes this game. Noah Vedral throws for three touchdowns. Michigan offense comes out lackluster, and they fire Jim Harbaugh. Or yeah, they going to, or they at least announce that it's going to be his last season, and they'll let him finish. But I think that they make the move after Saturday's game.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a, a really wild off season this off season. Um, but yeah, I see records coming out on top on that one. So that's all the predictions for next week. Um, yeah uh pretty much a dumpster fire at Penn State um and a slow moving boulder at Minnesota and then a dumpster fire at Michigan best yeah. way to kind of describe that um Northwestern, Indiana, Ohio State, Wisconsin on top of the Big 10
1: and it's going to be it's going to be those four teams that are going to be jockeying for position, and oddly enough, those four teams play each other this week, so get kind of a clearer picture of the Big Ten. Um, I think the Pac twelve is pretty easy to pick; it's Oregon, USC. Um, so it, it's definitely an interest interesting season as as we go forward and how it's gonna how it's gonna play out going into championship week and into Bowl week and uh, college football playoff, if there is even going to be one um i'm still
0: i think i think there will be um
1: see and i'm kind of pessimistic towards football just looking at where we were at the beginning of the season um not only in college football but also in the nfl um and then where we are now a lot more games are getting canceled a lot more players are getting sick a lot more coaches are getting sick um what's surprising to me is what we're seeing is we're seeing a rise in the COVID cases across the athletics, but we're also seeing a rise of fans in the stands. And I think there's pressure on the athletic directors, um, uh, to allow people into the stands because they need the revenue. But at the same time, I don't think it's the safest goal. I think at this point, you know, just looking across the country at the COVID cases rising across the country in general, um, uh, I know at least here in the state of Colorado, you know, they're talking about doing another stay-at-home order. Um, But yet we can still have 15,000 people at Mile High Stadium to watch the Broncos. I don't get it. At what point do you just be like, hey, we're just going to play the games. They're basically going to be glorified scrimmages, nobody in the stands, not even family and friends. Stay home, watch it on TV. It's not that hard. But I don't know. I don't make the rules. That's why I'm pessimistic towards the end of the NFL season as, as well as college football. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff they got to get through with this, with this COVID stuff and this, this global pandemic that's going on and ravaging the country. And that's my story and I'm um, sticking to it.
0: But yeah, that's those, that's our recap. Those are our picks. Um, Feel free to email us at uh, anygivensaturdaycfb any given CFB at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at any CFB. Like us on Facebook at any given Saturday CFB. And uh, follow us on Instagram at any given saturdaycfb. We're on the major all major podcasting apps. And uh, without you guys We uh, wouldn't have a show. We'd just be calling every day or uh, every week to each other and uh, shooting the shit. Talk about college football.
1: (laughs) It's our passion. It's something that uh, started our friendship and has developed into a lifelong band. By the way, I'm sending you a necklace. It's the other half. It's going to say best friends on it. And you're going to get the best side and I'm going to get the friend side and we're going to wear it from now on.
0: (laughs) We got to wear it for the show. Huh? We have to wear it for the show.
1: Not just a show. You you never take it off. <laughs> okay. You you can't take it off, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But anyway, brother, hey, it was good to shoot the shit with you on the podcast, man. So um, we'll see, we'll catch y'all next week, and as always, go big red
0: and fight on.